On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Chris and Lissa's Great Goal Rush Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Chris, and sitting next to me is... I am Captain Co-host. You are Captain, Captain co-host, co-host indeed. Lissa. That is Lissa, and we are here to give you a great podcast for this week. I would say average. Well, we're the... Great Goal Rush podcast, yeah, so therefore it's going to be goal great. Goal Rush isn't great. We're average. We're average Goal Rush. It's not Chris and Lissa's average Goal Rush podcast. It should be. Okay, well then change our name then. Because one of us makes it average. Well. One I, of us is extraordinary. The other one really is subpar. I can tell by your voice that you are the subpar one. Yes. Well, anyway, uh, we got several things to talk about this week. We're actually recording at a decent time, and we're not recording in the hours of... The midnight hour. We're actually recording at five o'clock in the afternoon, so we're a little bit more awake than what we previously have been. Yeah. So, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. We didn't wait until nine o'clock at night to do this. And by nine o'clock, you really mean seven. Yeah, but still, it's normally seven. You want to relax. You don't want to. We don't want to talk to each other. We want to zone out in front of the TV. That's very true. We want to ignore each other like a normal fucking married couple. Yes. We can't do that when yep. we have a podcast to record. That's a good point. Well, here we are. You can tell we're very happy. Can't wait to record. Uh, and I'm sidetracked a little bit because Lissa just recently bought a new rug. Uh, and for those who have ever bought a new rug, which I hope well, is everyone listening to a this. A rug under $50. Sure. Um, it won't smooth down. <laughs> I don't know what better way of saying that. But the edges keep curling up. And it's I, not going down. I have a brick and a book that's weighing it down, but it's... But you're not even getting the sides. Oh, well, that's the side that I removed the brick from. Well, you need to add more stuff to it because well, it looks so obviously that you so said, dumb. when can we get rid of this stuff? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not a rug expert. Well, you need to contact one because this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's just distracting me right now. Uh. But I digress. So let's talk about some of the... Things that's happened over the past week, and then we'll get into a flashback goal of yours, which has kind of affected me, and uh, we'll go from there. Sound good? Sounds great? As you take a swig of water for the working man Mm -hmm. and women? All right. uh, Let's talk about your um, update on your monologue. I... I signed up to be uh, a voiceover freelancer of sorts. So you create a profile. I think it's voices.com, and which sounds like a sham already. Uh, immediately. So, you know, you put in your information, the voice age that you are, if you're a female or a male, and then all of these, you know, all of those things that describe your voice so that people who are looking for voiceover work can find you. <clears throat> and I had to record a demo, and you kept laughing at me because I kept calling it a demo. Yeah, like you're but, about to go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. So I recorded my demo, and I was thinking, I was like, what is the, because it's so awkward. It's like, what do, what do I say? Like, do I read something, do I read a speech from Sojourner Truth, or do I? <laughs> Stop it. What speech do you know of so join a truth. Name know. one. Isn't name one. Isn't I am a woman or it's I think it's something like I'm a I am a woman or whatever it is. I just thought that like what would be the best thing to to showcase my vocal abilities and this podcast certainly isn't that. So what I ended up doing was I went to Wikipedia because I felt like such a turd with any any monologue or speech that had carried weight or was significant. So what I did was I went to Wikipedia and searched for a monologue and just read what a monologue is. <laughs> so my guess is that you're not going to get any hits on that because you probably bored them to sleep. I wanted to showcase my diction 
and my cadence and my inflections. Okay, well, right now your inflection is trash because you my keep inflections. doing inflections. You're doing. Thank you. You're doing the upper inflection. No, and I wasn't. I ca- it was you like did a couple it was like times. A I cannot upper. deal with that. D- do better. Eat my monologue. <laughs> so it made me feel less of a turd, like less of a turd, because I wasn't saying anything that was like, "Thou wast be like a Shakespeare." quote or or, i mean um like part of a shakespeare player like i wasn't doing king lear i was just reading a monologue what the definition of a monologue is so i thought that was funny anyway did that and the other goal i'm working on still is signing up to be on nailed it but as i mentioned before the the process is just i have to bake something and i haven't had time to bake because i've been painting the kitchen Mm -hmm. you know and doing things so that's where that stands. Those oh, are the those are the goals. I'm kind of just. <clears throat> I've made some progress on. And you completed a goal, kind of, sort of, with uh, being on a podcast. Oh, so yeah, one of my goals this year is to be on, or not to be on, but one of my goals this year is to make money off our podcast. And I'm not really sure how to go about that, and if this podcast is at all valuable to advertisers because we are but losers. We are nobodies. We are not celebrities. We don't have celebrity friends that we're interviewing. Correct. It's just us. So it makes it a little bit harder to make money when you're not on a podcast network and you didn't act in some shitty show Mm -hmm. and have famous friends and have this circle jerk of podcast network that everyone seems to be a part of now. It's like... Every, well, never mind. Well, I won't go off it's on It's too a late tangent, now. If we were going to think about getting any money, we've just <laughs> shit on everyone out there. So we're not getting any money it now. Just Keep going. It frustrates me so much that like all of these celebrities are starting podcasts and all they do is interview other celebrities. It's right. like, what? what is this? Well, like, they're a dime a dozen, to be honest with you. God. They're all the same. And sometimes you hear the same celebrity on Every, the same over different... Over and over again, yeah, they're it's promoting like, I just some heard show. You on, yeah. And here they are again. I, I mean... I listen to my two celebrity podcasts. I listen to are the uh, Mark Maron's podcast, and then don't give them any no free shout out. Trust me, I'm kidding. He, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. He doesn't need I know. any and uh, armchair expert. And it's like oh, some weeks they have the same guest on the show. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well, which podcast do I listen to? Anyway, I was on a. I've joined a female podcaster group on Facebook and um, every one day a week, everyone kind of throws out what they do, what the subject of their podcast is. And I connected with another podcaster who runs the, um, hold on, I want to get the name right, Fancy Free Podcast. So it's Joanne Jarrett, and she and I connected, and we – what are you looking at me like that for? Nothing. You were just covering your mouth when you were speaking, so it was kind of Sorry, muffled. I was looking at my, pod, my phone. Mm-hmm. So I – she has a podcast in which she chats with other women about embarrassing stories and kind of proves and highlights the fact that we're all a little nutty and we're not perfect – and nobody's perfect, even if we appear to be. So it's a it's a good podcast, and I think it it it's like right right on the same. It's something that I agree with. Like one of my one of my mantras, let's say, or mottos, is that no one knows what they're doing, and that her podcast kind of illustrates that no one else really knows, and we're all just winging it. And so what's the but what is the whole podcast about? Like, what is her podcast? I know I know what you were saying, but, like, more detail. More detail on, like, some of her episodes. Epper. Epper? Episodes. And episodes. Well, she interviews women. So she asks – she interviews a bunch of women and asks them what their, like, embarrassing moments are or shameful moments okay. or whatever. So yep. each woman has a – you know, each guest has a different And you're shedding some more story. Uh, some light on different – females and their stories. Yeah, exactly. So like it could be a mom of four. It could be a CEO. It could be a loser like myself. So it's just a number of of people, variety of different people are featured on the show and are and share their stories. And I I shared a number of my recent embarrassing stories. I shouldn't say recent. 
Th- just it wasn't recent, story. just embarrassing story, right? One was recent. One was a classic, which I have may have talked about on this pod, our podcast, about how I thought I gave birth to a fish. Let's save that. So if you want to know, <laughs> if you want to, <laughs> if you want to hear my full story on how I thought I gave birth to a fish at 11, go check out her fancy free podcast. It's a good one. Chris has only gotten through half of it because he can't. I can't. It's some stuff in there that I just don't want to hear. Chris because doesn't it's... like poopy humor. Uh, Poo-poo. Poop humor, fart humor, all of that yeah, type. Of... Yeah, it's not yeah. humor. Here it's he goes stupid. Again. It's dumb. I don't get it. It's like, oh, that's so funny. You say literally those words exit your mouth because every single time so we talk about it. Because it's so stupid. And the amount of people who laugh, I, I go back again, I go back to the buddy I work with. I like funny. I love funny. I love to laugh. But give me something to laugh at. A noise that someone makes is not funny. Something that everyone does, they poop and that's supposed to be funny. It's like, oh, I ate food today. (laughs) No. It's not funny to me. Mine wasn't just I pooped. Okay, we're not getting into it because I told you, like I said, I'm not getting into it. I shit myself. I don't want to talk about okay. stuff like that. I shit myself. Okay. Sure you did. I'm not listening to it. I'm done. <laughs> like I said. I just don't, again, I just don't find that funny. And the fact that people love it so much, like people just, like that's their type of humor, I just will not understand. It's just silly to me. Do you have any any embarrassing stories? I mean, I can't think of anything. Because you have, you have zero shame. I mean, I... Embarrassing stories. Yeah, I once asked a person in the a wheelchair if they were ready to roll out. But that was on accident. Obviously, that was accidental. that was embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, that was embarrassing because it's no different than me saying it to everybody else. Like, are you ready to roll out? Like, because you ready to leave? That's how I say you ready to leave. And when I realized what I said, I was like, oh my god, that is so tasteless. But it wasn't obviously in that. It wasn't yeah. malicious. No, of course not. And it wasn't. But that was embarrassing. Yeah. I have the physical story. That was embarrassing. Oh, yeah. That was um, truly. Yeah, off the top of my head, those are the first If you want to read the physical story, then you can go to our website and find. We'll discuss in a different podcast. We can that find that goal. Yeah, that was, that was bad. Uh, all right. Anything else with that podcast? No. Okay. Um, do you want to continue to talk about what's going on in our kitchen, which looks like a bloody war zone i mean other than i'm just slowly making progress and you helped me tape which is like your least favorite activity i don't really have anything else to share okay but it is getting in the way of everything a lot of things yep <clears throat> yeah um, for those who didn't listen to last week's uh podcast we are redoing our kitchen and it was something that we had planned to do i guess a while ago but like september yeah but Life happens and we couldn't do it, and now it's difficult to do it because we're expecting a life change. So, oh, it's just annoying to look at. It will look fantastic when it's finished, but right now it just sucks. And I'm sure people understand that who you know have done this before. All right, let's move on a little bit to this week, and let's not talk about some of the other. You direct silly traffic, stuff. sir. All right, well, we're we're going down a different road, different path here. Tomorrow is going to be a in a very in a very gracious. It's going to be a very annoying day for you. It's going to be a... Is this the Lissa show today? Tiring day. Sure. It is Chris and Lissa's Great Gold Rush podcast. Um, it's Liss and Lissa's Great Gold Rush podcast yes. today. Um, you are taking Optimus da- <laughs> down to Richmond to get some of his teeth extracted because his teeth is are rotting out of his mouth. <laughs> and... Okay. That's okay. So okay. here we go. Okay. So I'll give here it to you go. again. I just have to say, Chris, I have an issue, and I know that the science is it's important and it's been proven that we need to take care of our dog's teeth and brush them. But as a human who has evolved to this point, yeah, I'm good. I refuse to brush my dog's teeth Correct. because I feel like it is above the human race to brush my dog's a dog's teeth. I agree. However, 12 years later, <laughs> as a result, 12 years a slave, don't use me in as, a, as an example, because now my dog, our dog is 
12, I think will be turning 13 this year. And his, we can't tell sometimes if he has pooped or if he's opened his mouth. Yeah. So we. Just like his mom. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's poop humor that's funny. That's how you use it. That's the only allowable poop humor. There you go. According to Chris, trademark. Yeah. So. TM. Optimus needs to get his teeth removed or clean slash removed. And our vet, like most vets, charge charge like $2,000 for it, which is insane. To just per tooth. Yep. And there is a, a vet, let's say a low cost vet. It's not sketchy. Not at all. And it's not, not, strangely, not run by students. Like, it's not a a student-led type of vet practice. But it's in Richmond, which is almost two hours away from our area. And we had Curly's teeth cleaned and removed a few years ago. And the vet estimated that 14 teeth, removing his 14 teeth would cost $1,500. And I was like... To which we replied with, screw you. I was like, well... We're good. That's a lot of money. And uh, I don't just have $1,500 We only have $1,500 for our for, own teeth. We're a, not going to spend $1,500 on a dog's teeth. Yeah. And at the time, I actually had to get two crowns. So as it turned out, I had to spend $1,200 exactly. on myself. So I was like, I'm going to live longer than Curly. Right. And I will be investing in my mouth, not his. Anyway, so I found this place and it's like $275 for all of it. Cleaning extraction they don't charge per tooth and the medicines included <clears throat> the elizabethan collars are included so, like the everything is it's not they don't charge you per thing which mm-hmm. is what vets tend to do they charge vets charge for the dog scrubs right <laughs> like seriously are you do they joking put dogs and scrubs because that would be really cute. well they do i remember looking at the itemized list for optimus when he had his surgery on his leg it's like band-aid and it was like scrub for dog it was like 70 dollars i'm like you know what Ugh. it's like a mechanic yeah so i made this appointment months ago and wasn't really thinking at the time that i would be eight and a half months pregnant and here i am eight and a half months pregnant you're not eight and a half i will be a half okay. on wednesday but you're referring to the 10 month Swing of things okay. and not the nine eight, months. I will be 34 weeks on Wednesday. I think that's eight and a half months. Okay. Do you want to get into a fight with me? No, ma'am. Good God. Read all my baby books. I'll I think pass. I'm officially in the 11th month. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's what <laughs> I wanted to get at. Because the math makes yeah. no sense. Right. That's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> the fact that you said eight and a half, people were like, oh my gosh. Like, you've only got 15 days to go. Well, like, But that's not the case. And that's why I didn't want you to say eight and a half. Because to that logic, you truly have 15 days. And that is not the way it is. So don't do that. Well, it's... It's anyway, technically seven and a half. No, it's not, Chris. It's... it's We're not the, getting oh, into this. My God. Didn't you say... Look up right now hold on your on. phone. What 40 th- weeks. How many months is that? I can't do math. But if you look up 34 52 weeks... Months, 52 weeks are in a year, Alyssa. I don't know. Look up 34 weeks. How many months does that equate to? I and understand. you will get the answer to that I'm question. Just... And I will. my answer will be correct. Anyway, I'm taking Optimus down. And we're getting his teeth extracted. We don't know how many there that will how many will be extracted. But it's just he's such a pain in the ass dog. I love you, Optimus. He's just whiny. His separation anxiety. He defends my, my presence. He wants to bite everyone. So, like, I have to travel down two hours with him while he whines like a banshee in the back seat yeah yeah he's lifting his head up right now yeah see his ears you know we're talking about you fam (laughs) look at you we're talking about you and he like i get home today he's in his crate wailing and there's little poop all little poop chunks all over the place like he is the most rambunctious dog yeah and freaks out when i he can't see me he's just I love him so much, but he is truly annoying. Yeah. And he's Chris's dog. No, 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 no. You don't even want to go there. Little baby blessed Curly is mine. No, no, no. We had this conversation already and I gave you the choice probably like six years ago. 
And you said Optimus is definitely my dog. Curly is your dog. That is it. That's what you said. I meant it because he follows me everywhere. No, 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 no. I should say, I am his human. He is not my dog. No. It's too late. It's over. You were taking Optimus. I was taking Curly. So I got Curly. And your lasagna needs to be situated. So uh, Alyssa goes and plays with her lasagna. Well, we're not really quite finished with uh, Optimus. So anyway, she's taking Optimus down to Richmond. Um, he's going to have this surgery on Tuesday. And um, Tuesday evening, Lissa will come back down. Hopefully Optimus has zero teeth left. I'm sure he'll have plenty. But um, this is what's best for him, honestly. His teeth um, are rotting. It's gross. And um, that's that on Tuesday and we'll definitely give you an update next week on how that whole thing went um, but also on Tuesday and if you may wonder like why is Lissa doing this and not Chris Tuesday it's Super Tuesday it's the Democratic primary and I'm voting on Super Tuesday now some might say why didn't you absentee vote I like will, I did right I will never if at all possible absentee vote I take a lot of pride in voting the day of. I don't like doing an absentee vote. It's it's just, it's me. I know it's weird, but that's how I operate. I want to vote on the day. It's a very special day to vote. And you, so <clears throat> it's uh-huh. once every two years or once every couple months, depending on what's going on in the local, you know, uh, your local town or definitely once every four years. But I want to vote on the day. So that's why I'm not taking this trip up to down to Richmond anyway. So, yeah. What do you want to talk about the primaries? Just that people need to vote. People need to vote. And old people need to sit the fuck down. <laughs> no, we're not ageist. <laughs> oh, oh, we're getting there. <laughs> we are getting yesterday, there. Yesterday, <laughs> we... No, we're not. Yesterday, <laughs> we went to a... a would you mm. say a party? Did we attend a party? We did. We attended a party. You did, which we are washed, and so we usually don't attend parties. Yeah. Um, maybe we should not vote based mm. on... You're not wrong. I Go think ahead. we meet the criteria. Anyway, I was talking to someone at the party who was telling me about their kid, and they were like, they mentioned they're 18, and I said, are they, are they registered to vote? <laughs> and then I went into why they need to be, because he said no. I don't think he is. And I was like, he needs to be registered to vote. You yep. need to pressure him to vote. Which Get is, him registered. Yeah. He was like, yeah, but I think he'll be voting when he goes to school in wherever. And I was like, he can absentee vote. Or if he that if he now has a new residence, he has to register to vote in that state. But no matter what, he needs to register to vote so he can vote in the presidential election. Well, uh, we've talked about. I'm harassing near strangers now. We, you know. Clearly, we, we have a baby on the way, and we don't require the baby to do anything whatsoever except for vote. I don't care what else she does. She's going to vote. That's it. That's she, it. She better respect that she's gonna 100 vote. years ago, women didn't have the right to vote. Is, uh, and she's and black. So exactly. she's going to vote. That's it. I don't care if she plays sports. I don't care if she plays an instrument. I already know she's going to be dumb as hell in math because her parents are. <laughs> so the only thing I want her to do is vote. That's it. If she this doesn't is, do that, I will be. She'll be a disappointment. I have a That's question I for it. you. I I always say that I have described our future child as being uh, like someone who will identify as a woman of color mm-hmm. because I don't know for sure how she'll identify. Mm-hmm. Because as we've discussed before, black identity often is kind of it's often how you're treated. You know what I mean? So like yeah. you. It's what you look like. Yeah. It's, it's how like Obama has said before. It's how society like, treats you. Like people will be like, well, he is half white. It's like, yeah, well, he still gets treated like a black man. So right. therefore he so likely black. identifies as a black of man. Course. It's how you're so treated. I just I've never heard you say that our daughter will be black. Yeah. Like you said, black. She's going to be black. I think she's going to she's going to be black because she's going to be treated like a black female or she'll be treated like you're, she's mixed. And guess what? You're treated like you're mixed. You're treated like you're black. If you are not treated like you are white, then therefore you are treated as something different. But what if she comes out with my skin color? She might. 
And you you would hear it's, her say, it's, I'm a black woman. And you're, you, on the outside, would be uh-huh. like, no, you're not. It's how, it's how society <laughs> treats you. But well, it's not just how society treats you, me but that is. adds to. Yeah, it, well, to me it is. There are plenty of people out there who do not look like they're black, yet they have mixed parents. Yeah. Whatever. It's the culture as well. You're, you're raised a certain way. Uh, and our daughter will definitely be raised with understanding her history, both sides. And that's that. Just, how she identifies is how she identifies. I'm just curious. You just said it. You just said it. That's yeah. for the first time. That's all. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. What if she identifies as neither? She's just part of the human race. Then she'll have a nice, we'll have a nice conversation and I'll inform her that she's wrong and that she doesn't supersede anything. She doesn't transcend. She doesn't transcend like race because race is there. It's always there. It's just like the weather, but, but we only talk about it in the extremes. But why do you have to bring up race all the time? You're the one dividing everyone. Mm, man, have I heard that before so many times? <laughs> why, See, you're going there. Why you're must going you bring, there. Why <laughs> must you bring up race? We're all the, we're all humans. Okay, so stop treating me differently. How about that? Stop treating me differently. And uh, you're the reason stop, why there's still yeah, division. Because you keep talking about it. If you just stop talking <laughs> about it, all this stuff would go away. Says every white person I've talked to in the past <laughs> year. No, that's not the way the world works. But thanks for playing. That just shows me that you don't understand anything. But cool. You know what? I've never seen race. Like I always just played around. If I hear that one more time, the fact that you don't see race, there's the problem. There's a problem. No, there's the problem. Because you, if you don't see race, then you think that everyone is on the same playing field. And you don't see my experience. Okay, Brandy Rhodes. (laughs) You, if you don't see race, then you don't understand that everyone is not on the same playing field. And that there is something called, what am I going to say? I don't know. I was looking at this Aurora (laughs) photo on the TV. I was going to say white privilege. Oh, okay. But... Are we going to talk about, no, I was just, say toxic masculinity well, too? Well, no, no. I was just going to say, like, there is something there. And again, white privilege does not mean that you didn't have to work hard for whatever you're doing. It just means that your race, your skin did not, color your skin did not color get in the way. did not get in the way. That's all it means. Doesn't mean you didn't work for what you got, because I'm sure you did. And it was hard. And this I, isn't I'm sure the, it is. This this isn't is not, it's not a competition. It's not like, well, I worked just as hard as you. Cool. Great. But that's not what I'm talking about. And old people need to sit the fuck down in the Democratic <laughs> All you old no, people. No, you don't. All, you listen, better vote. Your time is up. But you better not vote for <laughs> Yeah, your time is up. So stop voting for your old, wrinkly skin, can't speak a co- coherent sentence. Candidates. Are you talking about our parents? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Our are parents are very fluent in English. Sure. Yeah. Based on the conversation. Oh, I'm not talking about your parents. <laughs> uh, it's so obvious who your parents are going to vote for. Well, it's let's so not talk obvious. About this. I don't want to talk about this anymore. My parents, different story. They have their own issues with that, <laughs> which I need to talk to them a little bit more because, good God, fall into the old Clyburn trap. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Yeah, that's fun. So that's Tuesday. <laughs> that's why I'm not going to Richmond because I will be here casting my vote loud, black and proud, and that's what I'm doing. And I'm excited about Tuesday. Guess what I'm going to do on Tuesday after I drop Optimus off. Stop rubbing your stomach. It's going to be It up hurts. The... It's crampy and stuff. That's <clears> great. That's always good to hear. So, I mean, it doesn't really hurt that bad. It's just uncomfortable. Sitting in these chairs, I've already told you before that my sides get very tight. I will be floating in a salt water bath that's all great you don't have anything to add to that no are you jealous no because i might do that this week so what you're talking about you might so we'll see i i I will look forward to your experience and we'll talk about it it'll hopefully it'll be a good meditation relaxation (laughs) experience Mm -hmm. uh you okay? Uh, no, I'm not okay. But if go you on. hear the gas bubbles in your... Oh my God. Every single episode you talk about my stomach. Because Lisa, Lisa will start talking and she'll say, yeah, and then I was... About something. It's like, goodness. I'm not my mom. No. Because you wait 
and then you finish the story. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. Last night, we had a very special night. Uh, we went to a very nice restaurant in D.C. called Zitania. Yes. Is that it? It's a Jose Andreas restaurant. Yep. And he is my, he is a hero of mine. He is Philanthropically. He is a hero. Is this the part where I say I met him? <laughs> Go ahead. Of course. I met him. I, I met see him. I see him every, once a year. All I'm going to say DC. is this, and I'm not going to go into any detail about it. But oh, boy. Neil Gorsuch. If you know who he Jose is, Andreas. if you know who he is, he is, if you don't know who he is, you need to look him up. He is a very, very good man. He does a lot for many people. You know, I hate to say this. He does a lot for a lot. He does amazing work, and yep. I would love to work for him yep. one day. I am so fucking scared that some mal- harassment story is going to come out I know. about him because I love he's too him good right so now. much. Yeah, he's too good right now. Anyway, I met him and he thanked me for being where I was. So that is a highlight of my life. But anyway, we went to Zetinia last night. It's a Greek Mediterranean restaurant yeah. uh, in D.C., and has my favorite dish. We had some fantastic in food. the entire world. A Brussels crispy Brussels sprout dish with like coriander and yogurt sauce. It is if you are ever in DC, this is the only thing that you must only have thing in DC. You must have. It if, is I mean, so good. And listen, don't let Brussels sprouts throw you off. There's a lot of people who are like, I hate Brussels sprouts. I promise you, you will not hate these. And I was worried that Chris wouldn't like the food because he's not like a, a yogurt eater. sauce type no, of person, not and at he's all. picky, and he doesn't like a lot of f- like sp- spices—not spicy, but the coriander's, the, the cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon. Necessarily, I'm not all, a big fan. And of I, that. That's my favorite type yeah. of food. Anything with that type, any any spice like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So I was a little worried, but. She still took me there anyway. I still took <laughs> Right. I was a little worried, but it wasn't going <laughs> to stop no, me from getting those Brussels. Uh, well, I was going to eat them no matter what. Right. But I wanted to. I wanted a fancy dinner. I wanted to schedule a fancy dinner with you and myself and wine. And Really, you just wanted wine. I, I was second to I could have had wine here. What sure. I wanted was us to get dressed up, to go out for the night, to enjoy a fancy dinner, a good dinner. Not just a Popeye's chicken sandwich. To then have a delicious glass of wine to accompany, act like adults, like actual adults, and Didn't not you college have a chicken student. sandwich today, though. That's what I mean. <laughs> is that there's too much of that in my life, uh, and not enough, not enough refinery. Yeah, yeah. And that was an evening of refine of refinement. Yeah, but we had a very good night. It was. We went to a party afterwards for a couple of hours. Um, and I'm not going to get into a lot of detail now because I'll get emotional, but you gave me a note yesterday that was one of the nicest things you've ever done. And I really appreciated it. Of all of the things I've ever done. That's one of the nicest things because it felt like it came from your heart. It so did. I really appreciated that. I may or may not have cried when writing it. Okay. Well, I may or may not have cried inside. You just didn't see. <laughs> there, I tried to read it. First off, she gave it to me at at dinner. Well, we got the wine. We were toasting what we were toasting. Sure. And then like I'm a paragraph in, I had to stop. And then I tried like two lines and then I had to stop. It's just, it was, it was an emotional letter and I really appreciated it. Well. Um, it was very nice. You're welcome. Yep. Um, the, again, the evening was sub- celebrating the two of us before baby. Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to be a, a, a good, a good night because I don't know. You know, we have both of our parents around, but that baby kind of needs you for a couple months. Like, needs you for everything. Mm-hmm. So, it'll probably be a while before we can... I hope that baby knows the shoes that she is going to feel like <clears throat> she has to fill because her mother is a bad bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, whew. She's gonna hate and me and be embarrassed of me. She'll hate for both so of us. No, confirmed. It's it's, it's more confirmed. mother daughter thing. I understand that. However, she's gonna hate both of us. Yeah. <laughs> I love it right now. I can just think about it. I hate you. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> My mom would just say, "Pick I hate a you. number." I hate you right, too. <laughs> exactly. Cool. The feelings mutual. So yeah. Anyway, 
uh, good night. Yeah, it was it it was a good adult night. Right, and baby coming soon. That's kind of what we're both thinking, right? Sure. Good food, good wine, great wine, actually. Great wine. Yeah. I picked the better of the wines, and then I gave you that wine. because That was the nicest thing you've ever exactly. done for me. You is gave me give a note, me and your... I gave you, yeah, that wine was so good. And it's cheap, too. Because I, you know, don't, I haven't been drinking because I'm pregnant. Correct. Except for a few occasions where the doctor allowed it because of celebrations. I was like, this is a, this is a celebration. Right. Well... We I can't wait to drink rosé eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> when it's hot and oh, I it's have gonna... gr- and semi-dry Riesling uh, and, and p- preserved meat and soft cheese and Excuse me? raw fish and hot dogs. Uh, there's so many jokes I can go with that, <laughs> but I won't. All right, let's get to what we are going to talk about for... A brief moment of time. And it's one of your goals from 2017 or 2018. And it is... That's it. It's uh, Alyssa was tired of using technology. So she disconnected from technology for... What, a year? <laughs> I wouldn't Wasn't, go that far. I know, but. but you definitely scaled back on social media, your phone, everything. Yeah. I... Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was sick of not being present in the moment and disgusted by walking through uh, areas and people are he- necks are down, heads are down, their heads are in their phone, no one's paying attention. So with everything else, anytime I get fed up with something, I then change my behavior because I can't I can't control everyone else's. Sure. And change my behavior and realize that I myself need to disconnect from my phone. Not technology in general, because I don't not a there are things that I am required to do as part of my job. Oh Had I not if those weren't if those were elements that were not part of my job, like, you know, being a digital strategist, then I would be fully off of everything. But that year, I went to a yoga retreat in February or January, and there was no service. So I kind of had to – I went into the weekend wanting to disconnect from my devices. But I should say device because, like, as if I have Mm -hmm. multiple. My device, but it forced me to. I think you got drunk with the BO smell at the yoga retreat. (laughs) (laughs) And it twisted your mind up. But I realized how happy I was not being connected. And I was able to text you or email you. And that was all I needed. I didn't need I didn't need to see what... You don't need to see what's going on in the world. You don't need I, to I mean, see I, every... I want to see what's going on But you on don't need world. to see every update of but every story. I liken my brain to a sponge. Mm-hmm. And this is everyone's brain sure. that just soaks up all of this information. And I started feeling like my brain was suffering as a result. So I'm not as sharp or as creative as I would be because my brain, even though I'm not using it, just naturally by seeing so much content and reading so many headlines and seeing so many photos and videos. So, that, so much you can take in. That my brain was maxed out. Mm-hmm. So I decided to limit what I was seeing on a regular basis. And as a result, my brain now functions better than it did, I think. And that weekend, you know, I got rid of the Facebook app. And then shortly after, I believe it was that year too, I deleted my Twitter account. And that was an ethical reason. And I am, well, also Instagram. I stopped posting on Instagram at that time. Which and I don't, I, I definitely don't like that, but go ahead. I still have an Instagram account. I know, but, but you don't post. And I, I really enjoyed a lot of your pictures because it, you don't, you don't post to flex. Like that's not what we do. You've never, ever done that. There's no, hey, look at me, look what I'm doing. But I do, you know, since you work in DC and we're away from each other for so many hours a part of the day, I do get a chance to see some of your experiences just by you sharing something maybe at like 12 o'clock during the day. And if I check my phone, I can see it. 
And I, I do enjoy your pictures. I now, do miss that. What I do is I take photos for me. Yeah, I know you do, but a lot of the times I'll never see those photos. You need to ask. I don't necessarily want to see photos. all of your but it's, photos. But go ahead. I also realized that not that I was, you know, I, I would I would post a photo on Instagram and then a couple hours later, or if I'm just sitting I mean everyone does this. They're just they they they're off for 30 seconds and they're like do 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 I'm bored then they get on Instagram again that's what I would do it was like get on Instagram post a photo look at photos get off and go do 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 10 minutes 10 seconds later like I need to look on Instagram again and then look on Instagram get notifications oh notifications who commented that thing let me reply to that comment get off of Instagram go do something else a couple minutes later like on Instagram again just scrolling through photos mindlessly so it was a really bad habit and thankfully my brain is formed and I don't you know the validation is something that obviously most people are on social media for I mean they're not that's not the main objective uh, I probably is now well I was gonna say that's not the main objective but at this point if you you're you, we're basically all in an, an addictive bad relationship with validation social social media validation yes. and I realized that I was also praying I was a, a, a victim of that as well and I needed to break that that validation loop, and I don't, I don't, I don't want that anymore, and I don't, I don't have any interest in. If I, it's almost like if I could post photos without any any feedback, I would prefer that because I really just like my photo, some of my photos. Can't you disable um, feedback? Um, I'm pretty sure you can on Instagram. Instagram was starting to phase out likes. They were, I, I don't know if that's yeah, happened no, yet for influencers, um, well, at least. You're not an influencer. Oh, I don't mean I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant that's that that was. cute. <laughs> that was a huge story. For influencers. A huge change that will potentially change the way we But you notice how that operate. did not happen because it, they would lose too many followers. Well, whatever. They would. It's bad business for them. So they talked about it, but it never happened. But even, let's just say, like, receiving 40 likes on a photo. Of course. It's like, oh, that's cool. It, it did well. It's like, what the hell? I'm a... Yeah. What? Like, just logically... Sure. Like, I, my reptile brain wasn't thinking. It was just like, you get that high. And it's yep. just like, oh, and again, we're talking about 40 likes. We're not talking about... No, but it's just it's. It, I get it. I I totally get what you're saying. So to remove all of that, mm -hmm. it was really. It's been really healthy and good for me. And I don't. I like to go on Instagram to look at photos of things that I like, museums and art and food and other things. But it's not. I'm not. I'm, it's a one way relationship. Like I'm not there for any any validation. Sure. I get. So and it's also allowed me to be more creative and again my brain functions at a <laughs> better because it's not inundated with information and I can focus and I read read much more now and I've sought more in-depth long-form content as a result because that's another thing I just got so sick of having this reaction to headlines reaction to just the headlines of news articles instead of having a very full that's just kind of our culture just reacts instead of instead of reads and learns and understands nuanced topics more. Mm -hmm. so again my view is be the change you wish to see in the world type of shit so it's like i i really hate what's going on and i will this is this is the change that I wish I could see, so I will just do it instead of complain about it. Mm -hmm. That's my thought. Well, I'm the Did opposite. Do you want to battle with me or something? No, no, no. I'm just the opposite. Like, I love being connected. I love having the option of seeing whatever I want whenever I want. And I know there's a lot of bad things to it. And I know one of the first things that you mentioned was you love being present in the moment. And for me, it's like, I love being present in the moment too, sure. But I also like being present with other things. And so there are plenty of times, it's happened today, where I, I've watched TV and I can feel your stare looking at me as I'm on my phone. And you're like, what's he doing on his phone? Why can't he just watch TV? Why can't he just be present in the moment? 
I find a lot of joy in doing both of those things at the same time. Like I, I find comfort in hearing something in the background and also me scrolling and seeing what's going on. Yeah, but I, don't I, you feel like you are you're distracted, you're like distracted driver? Like you're not. Taking and I quote in... the great Lissa Walker White: "Life is a bunch of distractions, and then you die." I don't mean that quote is <laughs> is accurate, but it's not to add distractions. And so no, but then it, that goes back to then why are you distracting? Is there are you, some? Are is you there yelling reason, at me? <laughs> is there a reason why you're distracting no, no, no. yourself it, with it, all of these things? But here's the thing: it's not a distraction to me. I find joy in looking at a lot of things at the same time. Yeah. I find joy listening to TV in the background while I'm also reading up on a story. Or I find joy in listening to TV in the background and then looking at something online that makes me laugh. But can I can I say that as someone who is talking to you while you're doing all oh, of these different. things? Oh, that's different. Hold on. That is different. Then, if you're talking to me and then I'm not paying attention to you because I'm on my phone, then that's different. Or I say, Chris, can you go look up this one thing for me? And then you go to your phone, you see a text message, you reply to that text message instead of looking up the thing that, and then you're like, you tur- put your phone off and I'm like, um, what happened to yeah, exactly. you? Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm infamous. Uh, I'll do the, uh, let's say I go online and it's the, I need to find a recipe and I get online and as soon as I get online, you've texted me and I text you back and then I close my phone and then I'm like, what? What was I supposed to do? Oh, I've got to go look at the recipe. So, yeah, that definitely happens. But, again, I think a blind spot for you might be because you, you know, like you said uh, about the change you wish to see in the world, because you do it, sometimes I think you get frustrated that everyone else can't see the world the way you see it. So then you get frustrated with everything, and I don't like that. And I agree with that to a certain extent that I – because I, I, I'm not operating like you. Right. That's I, not in my DNA. I can't do what you do. I, you, you can come to your. The, I've learned that you have to come to the conclusion yourself. And it's like it's like religion. Like people, you can't even. You can't tell somebody what to believe. It may benefit you, right? But you can't evangelize to someone until they're in. Like they, they have to be in the right place. They have and to they go have it. to be. They have to be at a place where they want to accept. <laughs> but wait, even you saying that right now is you throwing shade on me by you saying they have to be able to accept. They have to be able to believe. Meaning you're in the right and I'm in the wrong. No, 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 no. I can't explain the. I can't. I can. Help you. I can explain to you the benefits that it is it had on me. Uh, whether it's meditation, whether yeah. it's no technology, all of these things, yoga. But you have to be in a place. Someone has to be in a place to be able to accept it. And if they don't, it's not my, right. It's but not it's my also but it's to, also how you operate. Like you enjoy reading, and one of the things that suffered by you being so attached to social media is you reading and being in a quiet space. That's not me. I enjoy a lot of things going on at one time, whether it's noise from a TV or noise from a video or me getting lost in a YouTube tunnel or me listening to music, old songs, whatever. That's how I like to be entertained. You are not like that. And your other forms of entertainment suffered by you being so attached to social media or or just on the phone or technology, not social media. For me, I don't – I only judge – when I'm, I only judge and get annoyed when I'm impacted by sure. your distract, your distraction. Right. But, but I can't. You, you have to do whatever you have to do whenever you want. But I do think, generally speaking, and this is not just Here you. It goes. No, you're, you're still going back <laughs> no, to. I'm I, right. I just, I go back to this. Will you be on your deathbed and think to yourself, "I wish I would have spent more time on my phone." But no, but I won't be on my deathbed thinking. Man, I wish I had more time to read. Well. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's the same thing, though. Like, I'm not going to, I won't do that. I spend my time the way I want to spend it, whatever that may be. I Whether will, that's at the gym, whether that's on my phone, whether it's cooking food. I would be whether happy. It's, just, it's not just whatever. reading, it's gaining knowledge. So, I, yes. No, of course, I understand that. I'm just saying, whatever I'm doing at the time is whatever I'm doing because I want to do it. Not because I'm I want a distraction. It's because that's how I want to fill my time. I, I I'm enjoying myself. So when I'm on my deathbed, I hope I look back and say, I did everything the way I wanted to do it, because whenever I was doing it, I wanted to do it. Like I just 
I'm not doing it because I don't want to do it. I'm doing it obviously because I, I want to. That's cool. Now I get what you're saying though. Like if I'm on some device and you're talking to me or it's distracting me from a conversation, like we've talked about this before, we go out with like, not friends like we have any, <laughs> but you see people going out at a restaurant and they don't even talk, they're on their phones. Or we're at a family gathering and people are at, at a table and they're on their phones. And then they want to chime in and show, tell everybody else what's going on in their phones. And it's like, okay, not the time and the place. And you know, if we go out with like our families or we're at a family function or something like that, my phone is not even with me. My phone is in another room because I'm present in the conversation. That's not the time for a phone. That's not a time for technology. So again- This forces me to take my phone with me for some I, I just That's emergency stuff, whatever. But I, I- When I'm with him, I typically don't bring my phone with me yeah. because I- We have my phone and if we need a phone, we have one. I have no, there's no one that needs me at any point. Right at any point of the day <laughs> like there's i think that we convince ourselves that, that we're, we're more important than we actually are we're more important or that we're needed i get when you have kids that's a different story but like i i don't this is a device that's supposed to help my life mm-hmm. which is what how i like it not constrain me or shackle me yeah and i think that we've gotten into this relationship humans have gotten into relationships with our phones and devices that it's like it's we, it's no longer just like helpful it's mm-hmm. become we feel like we need to yeah, and we become a slave to our phones and i don't want to be a part of that and yep. other people cool that's fine if it gives you a better quality of life fine but like for me it doesn't and i'm sure my friends like my friends even joke that like I'll put my phone my my goal is to put my phone when I come home in the room and don't touch it for the rest of the night and after work and I'll see in the morning cuz I'll I'll brush my teeth, wash my face, you know, get meditate and then I'll check my email or text messages that I've received overnight. It's like 6:30 or 7 o'clock in the morning and I see messages that are like like for if there's some event that's happening there's like 35 messages about mm-hmm. the Oscars or there's yeah. Uh, well, a comment like Lissa won't see these until tomorrow yeah. morning. She probably fell asleep at eight thirty, which that's true. true. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's, oh, that's true. true. But I'm but, the same way. No, with that but with not phone. fall asleep. I, I I just I don't check my messages. Sure. I don't check my texts because I don't. There's no need to. I don't yep. need to be connected at all at any at all parts of the day. And I've started actually. I've been thinking about this. <laughs> I know what you're gonna your reaction to it. Mm. I've I've been thinking about not like because i'm the happiest when i'm not using my phone or i'm not looking at social media and i will go a full day on the weekend because i don't do it as part of like i'm not working so i don't need to be on facebook and it's like a 24 hours 24 hours will go by and i'm like that's how i want to live my life i don't miss it i don't want it i have no interest in it and i'm thinking about going social media free on the weekends and then not you not bringing my phone into the bathroom with me when I poop. Both I think are terrible <laughs> ideas. Um, I, I sometimes wonder what did we do before phones in terms of pooping. And we're just agreeing to the fact that everyone takes their phone into the bathroom when they poop, right? Like this is not this 100% is <laughs> confirmed. If you don't, I don't know what you do with your life. I know the days where you used to keep your book in there, and then every time you I went to the bathroom, read. yeah, I every time you go in the bathroom, this is this is a great time to to read, <laughs> catch up. Yeah, catch up because you're going to be here for a little while. Got to work some things out. So let's let's go ahead and read at the same time. No, I mean it's it's a time to be by yourself. So why don't you have your phone to entertain you while you're dropping bombs? Curly agrees. I just don't want. I want another opportunity for me to be to be clear-headed and to not waste my time because sometimes I'm on the toilet for so long with my phone looking at like whatever BuzzFeed. You know what's bad when your butt gets numb and your legs are numb. I'm like, where has the time gone? But like also Chris, (laughs) Chris sends me links to things when he's going to the bathroom. Oh, you do the same thing. I do the same thing, but I'm just like, it's, I don't, again, it goes back to, I could be on the toilet, and this is a goal of mine this year, 
is to really reflect on how much time I waste on social media when I could be changing the world. I could be, I could have invented something by now. Really? Yes. Like what? <laughs> like what? How like, about this? Give me your phone. I won't give you your phone back for 365 days, and I guarantee you, you will not have invented something. I have invented plenty of things on my way home, on my drive home, when I have time to. Right, think you have a lot of good ideas, of good but ideas. Then there's nothing practical. Well, because there's no follow through, you I can't have, do anything. I can go on Shark Tank for hanging hoo has, and it's it no will one be... wants a hanging hanging vagina off the back of their truck. First and I foremost, do. you don't have a truck. I. If truck nuts can be a thing, then hang who has truck can nuts be a are thing. only a thing because you've got douchebag guys who want. Hey, look at my nuts! But now is you the... don't have women who are like, look at my vagina on the back. Like, women have more taste. Vulvas should be more recognized and respected in our culture, and I tried to create a prototype with molding clay. Yeah, how'd that then... go? It didn't go well because I'm not talented. And that's the thing that gets in the way of my success. Ah, yes. (laughs) Talent. Good old, that little thing called talent. But I did buy the domain, HangingHooha and HangingHooha's.com. But I just have yet, I can't, I created a, a glittery pink vagina. Like, for real? Like, no one wants to see nuts. No one wants to see vaginas. Like, we're good. I would disagree. Female male parts don't need to be seen unless it's your loved one. And by loved one, I mean the one you're like sleeping with. I am on a mission eventually to make it to I'm I'm going to do it. I just (sighs) I just don't have the talent. Anyway, that's one of my inventions. I have plenty of other inventions, too. But anyway, my poop time back to that. I want to spend I want to eliminate another time during the day that I sp- waste my time mindlessly scrolling. But if you're stuck in a situation like pooping, then you're not wasting time. Now, if you're sitting there after you've pooped and no, you haven't got up. I'm just thinking about all of, again, I could invent something. I could make the world a better place. I could do, maybe if I spent my time like doing advocacy work on the on the toilet or God, something. like spare me. Reach out to my representatives. Give me a break. Like, hey, I'm on the toilet again. Yeah. Hey, Lissa, it's me again. You know I'm on the toilet. You know so what I'm doing. Here's my thoughts. Can you support redistricting reform in Virginia? Democrats? Can you support the national popular vote instead of that having already, an electoral college? That was Yeah, I know, but then it has to go to the Senate and then something else happened and it's not getting pushed. Oh, I yeah. thought it was. Okay, I'll show you the email. Huh. Uh, can we please, please go to a national popular vote? And not have an outdated electoral college that only exists for the South states that had slavery and they wanted to feel as though they were important. Please, because it doesn't make sense. My yeah, vote see, should count just like any other. These are the things that we could be doing instead of looking at. Or you could use your social media for good and spread the messages. I about. do occasionally. Yeah, I'm just saying that that is social media is, and the internet can be a very useful But I tool. go back to who am I to tell someone? I am a nobody. I am not an expert But in you're anything. speaking to a bunch of nobodies. We're all nobodies. Yeah, but I don't like the idea that every single person has an opinion and they're all weighted the same. In our society, there are legitimate people who have studied these things, scientists, and all of a sudden, someone knows who's selling essential oils is a is more of an expert on how to prevent getting sick than actual scientific research. It's, it's just... Well, no, actually, that's just... You're a man. I am flummoxed. No, okay. You're angry with the people who aren't smart enough to understand that you're not an expert, and I shouldn't believe what you're saying because you're not an expert in that field. That's what you're upset about. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Cardi B said no one cares about what Cardi B says about politics because she's not an expert in politics, and you shouldn't. Your vote should not be swayed based on what Cardi B says. So you get upset with... But everyone has the same way. So then someone... I shout out to Cardi no. B, by the way. I don't want to get listens. into this. There's so many things that I have issues. She does listen to this. Of course. She she gave us a review, a one-star yep. review. Yep. Anyway, I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings and thoughts on this that are beyond 
the time allotment that we have. Well, I think our time is about up. I think it's about up. Uh, I think that you're up. What? Your time is up. My time is now? Mm-hmm. You can't see me? My time is now? It's the franchise world Mainly because my sides are hurting. You can't see me? My time is now? Mm-hmm. That would be who? John Cena. Thank you very much. All right. We have just crossed the hour threshold. And, we and Chris are has turned into Sean Connery. Our, the hour threshold. We've crossed the hour threshold. We've crossed thresh- the hour threshold. You didn't know that he turns into him. Right. Speaking this of. This is Sean Connery. Where is he? You are not going to hear about him until he's dead. You know how it is. I have this. What is it? I have this theory that once actors get really old, they stop everything and the next thing you hear from them is like death i thought about i think about that with sean connery gene hackman Hackman. that is gonna hurt that is gonna hurt when that man passes away i love him so much but we haven't heard anything about him in quite some time sean connery has the best eyebrow to hair color ratio i love a dark eyebrow with gray hair I'm going to let dead air go for a little bit because, cool. All right. We're out. Have a fantastic week on that Sean Connery note. Have a fantastic week. Fantastic. Chris, Chris, have a fantastic week. Okay. Give us a one-star review on Apple Podcasts. And we'll make sure we update you about Optimish, Optimish, and his Super. lack of teeth. <laughs> Super Tuesday on Super Tuesday, <laughs> shining off. <laughs> this is Lisha like, and Christian. It's too many S's. Lisha and no Christian Lisha's Great Gold Rush podcast. <laughs> Lisha, Christian, Sean. Okay. We're good. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.